Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. It is the WEI Producers Show. I'm Tyler Debit here at the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studios alongside John Anderson, Chris Shine back at the Brighton Studios. What's up, boys? How are you? So far away Tyler? from us, Tyler. Holy smokes. I know, I know. So far away. I, I had to get the sponsorship reads in. It's a contractual thing. I was I was obligated by Ken Laird to come down here and do that Ford Clubhouse read. Just one, so I can probably come back to oh, now, filling right? In, filling in for Ken Laird today, huh? Uh, the 9 to 11 shift, Ken's a busy man. He's got a lot of responsibilities. Right so to his head, Sean. Right yeah. to his head. Pass. Already thinks he's better than us, and we're it's 40 you, seconds into the show. Remarkable. You guys saw him on the field for the Joe Casiglio night. He was there with Mark Cannon and, Mar- and Mike Thomas and Dana Panapinto, and Ken Laird was there, yes. Oh, God. Well, Ken's at least, a big wig now. At least we can, like, ro- we can take that and replace some of these pictures in our hallways when half the people in them don't work here anymore. Now, Chris Curtis tried to get on the field, but security actually stopped him, so that, that was prevented. So, so that was he, a good, he ripped good thing. time earlier that day, so they said, uh, they said, no, sir, <laughs> you say nice things about our front office, you can come on the field. Well, hey, sorry, I, I, did, I, was, I was present right after Curtis met Bloom and uh, Bradfoe came into the, the Odyssey suite on Monday night and, told, and described it to me. But earlier, yeah. earlier that morning was when Curtis went in on Bloom in the morning show, and then, of course, oh. he sees him, and he's like, hello, Mr. Bloom. My name's Chris. Big fan. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Love the way you build the roster. Yeah. Uh, I want to throw something at you guys that Andy Hart actually said. It was a good take by Andy, a very rare one on the radio, and That's I love Andy. Shocking! I don't believe. Uh, I disagree. Already. So Andy brought up something in a group text that we brought up on the air yesterday um, on Merlone for you and Mego. He said that Xander Bogarts may possibly be, and I agree with him on this. That Xander Bogarts is the most likable athlete in Boston. What is your initial reaction to that? Do you agree with Andy Hart and me? Uh, I personally, I don't think, I don't think a baseball player will ever be quote the most likable. Um, it's just, really? like, it's, just the way this, it's just the way this town is. Like I, I, I absolutely think I still think it's Mac Jones. I hate Mac Jones. And I still wasn't think this a baseball town for a while. It was, but it's not anymore. I mean, it's been a Patriots town for years now. I mean, 2022, yeah. just with the way that baseball is marketed, it's going to be pretty difficult for it to be a baseball player. In the yeah. same way that it's pretty difficult for it to be a hockey player just because hockey's not as popular as football and basketball. It almost has to be a football player because even if you go to, like, the top guys on the Celtics, they just went on a championship run, and yet we still rip, like, half the team every day. And even even if you wanted to take popularity out of the conversation, it's hard to say that Xander's the most likable when one of the other most likable guys is also on his team in Rafi Devers, who I think may be more likable than Xander Bogarts. But I so, hate to pull the Stephen A. Smith card, but, like, he doesn't do a whole lot of English interviews. So it is kind of hard to connect with him, whereas Xander is the guy who's there. The heartbeat of the team speaks after every game. 
You see him, you hear from him. It's a little bit different than Rafi. Yeah, but with Rafi, it's just like that childhood whimsy when he's on the field, like the smile, and sometimes he's just packing a massive bomb. That's it's true. Like people, people just resonate with Rafi Devers. Like it's just it, the big cheeks. Yeah, exactly. The chubby cheeks, like the whole nine. Um, so the Chris Shime cheeks. Exactly. So I think it's it's hard it's like to be the, it's hard to be the most likable when you have a guy who's equal equally, if not more likable, on your team. Who would be number two for you guys? Actually, since you disagreed, who would be your number one then? I, I, like, I, I, like I, I go said, Xander I think, one. I think it's Mac Jones. Like I Mac don't, Jones for I, you? I don't, okay. I don't even like Mac Jones, but in this town, shocking answer. People love Mac Jones. Like they eat him up left, right, and center. Any positive news on Mac Jones, the people in Boston want to hear. But about. what's the Chris Shime answer? Well, who's your most likable athlete? I don't care what the people say. What do you say? I, I don't really. Who's have, your favorite player, Shime? Who's my favorite? Who's your favorite player, player oh, on I the team? Go, well, Name you know, your top four albums of your Jew fan. Would, Let's go. I would pick Patrice Bergeron, but he's currently not on a roster. I guess I'd go. Uh, yeah, is he not a Boston athlete right now? Currently. Yeah, I guess not. It, does he count? I'd go Brad Marchand then. Otherwise, I go yeah. John King from CNN. <laughs> <laughs> John, who would you say for number He's the one? Best Boston athlete. Uh, number one. If, if you're just saying like who who's your favorite athlete in Boston, uh, it's it's you, yeah. well, I guess it doesn't. Can we count Patrice Bergeron? Like, I, I, he's not under contract. He's still, but they're nope, still. Nope, you po- can't count him. He's still, not on the roster. They're still posting happy birthday messages to him. What's he's the deal the with roster. that, by the way? Like, what's taking so long to get him this, this deal there, unwrapped? The one-year deal, seven, eight million, right? Uh, so the the two theories floating around. One is that they are basically waiting for uh, Pavel Zaka's contract to be taken care yeah. of. Which, if they don't, if they don't get that done soon, his arbitration date is August eleventh. So at least at that point you'd have that done and you can know what you do. They can know what they're okay. going to do with that. The other theory is that like there's like a Bruins alumni trip to Italy right now. So Milan Lucic, Tori Krug, Tuukka Rask, Bergeron, Krejci, Marchand, and I think McAvoy's there as well are just like what tearing, a squad. Up, tearing up Italy right now. So they have, they also might just be on vacation and they're like they're like yeah I don't want to deal with it right now. Like they just you know maybe the agent is doing like some light negotiations, but they're like yeah I don't I don't want to do contracts right now. We'll do it when we get back. They haven't signed with other teams, so that that's all I really care about right now. But yeah, it's like I'd LeBron say, and Chris Paul on the uh, banana boat. Same oh, thing. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, they're gonna trade for Tory Krug next. Get there the you go. Back together. Lucic is coming home. Um, as yeah, so I mean, I, if I can't say Bergeron, I, I guess I would say Brad Marchand then. Yeah. Uh, but part of part of my issue with like the Xander part of it, Tyler, is like is is Xander like he? So you're saying he is your most likable, correct? I think for me, he is the most likable Boston athlete in my opinion. I think. Probably, generally, with Boston fans, I think that might be the answer. So, like, so my my issue with that is, why? Like, what what is it just because he hasn't done a lot of negative stuff? Or are there these, like, laundry list of, like, positives you have, like you do for, like, a Patrice Bergeron that we have for Xander, uh, aside from just on the field, playing on the field and, like, doing yeah. good interviews? Yeah. Uh, two-time World Series champion. I said People, I, that's on the field. <laughs> on, on the field, well, off the field, he he seems to be like a, a great leader of the, of the team in terms of off the field with you know the clubhouse stuff. He does a lot of charity work. He's responsible and accountable in terms of the post-game stuff, which I know fans don't really care about that we do as a media, but like I think fans at some point do like to hear from from the star player to speak for a team during the struggles, which he's been doing all season long. So and he gives he has great answers like. Uh, Nick LePan, I want to play this answer from Jemai Webster on postgame, talking about like how he keeps the focus on the field. And he says, like, yeah, it's been tough, but like we're keeping the faith. And I wonder if anyone actually believes him when he said this to Jemai postgame. 
I mean, we know uh, we know the guys in there. We've been through a lot this year. Uh, we've been through a lot in the beginning. We've been going through a lot now. We had a good times, we had a bad times, and uh, I feel in the end it's a really special group. Everyone wants to stay together. No one wants to separate. So uh, those decisions aren't up to us. But the only way we can kind of help that a little bit if we if we continue to win games and uh, now every game matters, you know. And I mean, it was a huge huge swing. I mean, I I could have asked for a better time for that. So. Uh, Hopefully we keep winning games, make it harder on those guys to keep everyone together. That, that, that kind of quote is what makes him likable to you? Because it's a real answer. It's like, I understand the is situation. Like, we got to play, but it's not the Chris Sale stock answer. Like, I, you know, like, it, he, yeah, I'll, Chris I'll Sale bores me not, with the media. It's not Chris Sale and it's not Cam Newton because at least he is playing well. Yeah. At least he has continued yeah, to like, be good Yeah, but like, we got to win now. Like, like you needed to win on, for the last month and you guys true. are like, what, 7 and 21? Like that, I don't know. I I just I don't see, like I don't feel like that's a real answer to me. I think that's a, a like it's just a uh, yeah we know like we we have faith in this locker room. We we want to play together. We enjoy each other. Um, and, and it's more so like a it's just an answer. I don't so I, I don't guess I guess I don't necessarily see what you see in that. Would you compare it to like a Mookie Bet situation where he's a guy who kind of when he was asked like, "Do you want to stay in Boston?" He was kind of non-committal. He said he liked the city, but like it's clear with Xander Bogarts, he loves to be here. He wants to stay here. He wants to be here long term. I feel like that has something to do with with the likability factor as well. That he likes the city back, uh, vice versa. See, I don't necessarily believe that he likes the city. I think he likes the team. I think he likes the manager. I think he likes the guys he plays with. And I think that's what's important to him. You heard it in that answer. He's like, we yep. all believe in each other. We, I, you know, we all like each other. It, it's. I think it's more so that locker room than it is his relationship necessarily with the city. I'm I'm still surprised that you chose Mac Jones with like all the hatred you've thrown towards him. You're I, like I, the, I, the hey, leader I, of the Mac Jones hate train. I understand. Well, like you I got mean, a I derail from. I see it every morning Wiggy. with Greg and Courtney. They they're like they have these. Everybody has these Mac Jones blinders on where they just any positive news about Mac Jones, people love it. I, I, they love it, and it's not just them. It's it's so many other people. And it's, you didn't hear about a chime. He's standing up right more often this year. He's, he looks like a Jimmy Garoppolo clone in year two. Yeah, there you go. Um, Congrats. So I, here, like it's I I still think it's Mac Jones. I think it's not even close. Um, uh, personally, because jersey sales will probably tell you it's Mac Jones too. Yeah, isn't well, he the, in like the top the, twenty in the NFL in yeah. jersey sales or like product sales? He's number eleven. They, thank you, Nick. Yeah, that's that's insane. No, <laughs> Xander Bogarts is not number eleven in the MLB, and and, and I'm sorry, unfortunately, Brad Marchand is not number eleven in the NHL. I mean, that, that just comes with being the second year quarterback of the New England Patriots, though. 100, it, it, you're it's 100% not, it's not right. saying it's, it's not saying anything about yeah. I don't disagree, but that. at the same time, I, I just think there's a. It, it also lends to the fact that people love them some Mac sauce in their dinner. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I think Xander's the most likable athlete in Boston. Shime thinks it's Mac Jones, and Johnny goes with uh, Patrice Bergeron for this exercise. We'll still include him as a Boston uh, athlete. Um, who do you guys think will not be on the Sox this time next week? And I actually want to start with one name that I'm confused by the fan reaction. Maybe you guys can explain this to me. J.D. Martinez has been one of the best hitters in all of baseball for like the last five, six, seven years. Been great here, one big. Uh, been the cleanup hitter for a long time for this team. I mean, said all the right things. Doesn't hasn't really been in any issues off the field. No PR disasters. Why is there zero like fan connection to JD Martinez, who's been so damn good and productive? Not really been a headache. Hasn't really you know asked for a trade or a big contract. There's like zero emotional connection with JD Martinez. It's a little bit bizarre to me. 
I think it's because he plays like I don't know fifth fiddle on the team. Maybe yeah. It's, well, exactly. He's you, just behind too many other guys. Like to be fair, and I mean, I know I kind of went against your point, Tyler. But the cut we played of Xander, you never really hear JD talking like that. No, he doesn't. Like he I don't. Talk, I don't he, he doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't come across to the to you know uh, to the people as like a leader of the team the way that maybe some other guys do. That could be part of it. And that's what I'm saying. He isn't a leader of the team. Maybe he maybe behind closed doors. He he's he's much better uh, with the vocals and everything. But. He just, like you said, like all that just sort of amounts to it. It's like, eh, whatever. Especially when the team's bad. It's like you get kind of apathetic towards it. Yeah. Like he Xander and Devers are, are a different story than him right now. Yeah, JD spoke a lot during like the Astros cheating scandal and like when the Red Sox stuff came up when Alex got fired. Like that's when he spoke a lot. He, did, he doesn't really speak a lot during like the ups and downs. Uh, so I think like JD's probably going to get traded. Uh, Christian Vasquez, he's going to get traded. I don't think anyone really cares about that. Ken Rosenthal reported a Mets scout was actually at the game last night trying to watch uh christian vasquez and jd martinez and if they trade bobby dahlbeck as well i don't think anyone cares like if you can get literally anything for J- for bobby dahlbeck congratulations like i don't future consideration yeah see, see you later buddy. cash Match already yeah, player to be later literally anything but um in, in the cut we played there with xander talking to jemai webster he talked about keeping the faith um we actually cut it off like at, at the end there but he talked about we'll be good we'll get guys off the dl um, the injured list. Uh, that's basically like our trade acquisitions. It sounds like he's counting on almost like saying like I don't trust Heim Bloom to give me any hope. We're to get guys back like uh, Kike Hernandez. Well, see, I disagree with that players. because pre- previously he has said like last year when we got Schwarber that really helped because guys like that can help carry you at times. So like I I think he has he believes Heim Bloom could do that. I just don't necessarily believe that he will. He's now parroting instead what the Red Sox front office has been saying for like a month now where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, but we have a bunch of guys in the DL and they're going to come back when in reality it's it's not going to make a difference. Aren't you guys kind of bored of like, the, will, will Heim Bloom make the right moves ahead of the of the trade deadline? Six one. It's like it's... Every, well, he already, I think everyone he, believes he won't. I mean, the fact because that they're won't. the fact that they're he not won't. the fact that they're not traded. Well, well, you mean make the right moves to like right the ship? Well, yeah, I think well, the right, yeah, if I, they if they're gonna buy, he's not gonna actually buy. Yeah. If they are going to be because he hates the I don't know if you guys heard this he hates the uh, terms buyers and sellers mm-hmm. because what he a, feels like to buy lame you have response. to sell. Yeah, I know, dumb. But regardless, if don't he, put me into a box. If he wants the Red Sox to be buyers, I don't have I I don't believe that he's actually going to buy anything of value. Like you're he's not going to go out and get another Schwarber again this year. Whereas and then if he's going to be sellers, he's already outright told Xander Bogarts that he's not going to trade him. So what the hell are you selling? Are you selling uh, J.D. Martinez, that's I guess? That's what I was going to say. the like, only piece? Why, like, they, they should trade Xander Bogarts. Yes. I, know, I 100% I know, I know agree. It sucks, it, and it, you know, well, he's gonna, if, he'll be the GM who traded Xander Bogarts in the eyes of fans. And Mookie. But, like, you're gonna, like, like, but if he walks at the end of the year for nothing, isn't that just bad right, business? Right. It's Belichick 101. It's trade the asset before it's too late. Before just you lose it. Some, getting something is unless always Xander, better than unless, nothing. Unless Xander, you know, you know, the report is they told Xander he's not being traded. Maybe maybe it's actually Xander told them he's not being traded because well, he, he has no trade clause. Yeah. yeah, that's also true, too. But, like, it's I just feel like it's – and Greg keeps saying this every, every morning, and it's because John Henry came out and did that spin job where it's like, yeah, you know, we're really trying with Xander Bogarts, and it's just preparation for the PR battle 
at the end of the season when Xander Bogarts goes to the Houston Astros on a big-ass contract, and the, the Red Sox are like, yeah, you know, contracts are two-way street. We offered him something. He just didn't want to be here. There's nothing we can do. That's just horrible business if you let him walk for nothing at the end of the season. It's not like football where if he signs a massive contract like J.C. Jackson, you get a comp pick. Like, at least right. you get something. It's not like that. So you need to at least trade him for something. You need something in return. It makes no sense to me that you tell the guy, like, we're not going to trade you, and then, like, you're not really in deep negotiations in season about an extension because you're almost giving the player all the leverage, right? Like, it, it didn't yeah. really make sense to me. I know he revealed it when good for him, and he had the no-trade clause too, but to tell him, like, we're not going to trade you while also not having that long-term deal done, it really seems like you're giving him all of the, the leverage here. Or even... If if you're not going to be buyers, right? Like it's it's don't one, play the middle, right? Exactly. It's one thing if you're you know the New York Yankees and you're telling Xander Bogarts, yeah, 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 like we're you know we're not going to trade you. We're going to keep you to the end of the season because they have realistic World Series hopes. You as the Red Sox currently do not have that. So if you're telling Xander Bogarts, don't worry, we're not trading you. We have no intentions of trading you. We don't want you to waive your no trade clause. Then you better be buyers at the deadline because otherwise you are just wasting this. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That is Chris Scheim alongside John Anderson. I'm Tyler Debit. This is the WEI Producer Show. Uh, is Xander Bogarts the most likable athlete in Boston? If not Xander, uh, who would you put at, at number two? Um, if you have a number one, at number two, I'd probably go. I think Mac Jones are probably the easy answer. It's probably Mac Jones one, Xander two, in some sort of order. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We'll do some Patriots next as uh, training camp has finally opened. And what have we learned that is next on the producer show? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They Bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
WEEI. We are right back to the WEEI Producers Show. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Back here on the WEI Producer Show, Tyler Devitt alongside John Anderson and Chris Scheim. And did I hear during the break that uh, John Anderson will be in a suit today? Yes, you did. Uh, no, you no, heard no. that I said, I said I, yeah, well, I'm going to pick one up today. I'm going to pick one up. What's the occasion? Uh, I have a wedding in, let's see, two weekends from now, two Saturdays from now, going up to York, Maine for one. And then uh, wedding's on a Friday. And then the Saturday, we're just, you know, we're just hanging on York, uh, on York Beach for the entire day. And then, you know, staying the night till Sunday. And then the following weekend, I have another wedding in Central Mass. And then, like, two weeks after that, two or three weeks, Labor Day weekend, I have a third one. So... Are you standing in any of them, or are you just no, attending? no, 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 no? I'm going like I'm not going to get like a big, a big, a big fancy. Oh, that just hit me while we played suit and tie coming back from break. <laughs> I, d- I didn't know we were like so. Wait, so you guys this just, is are the you guys just, are you guys just listening to me and Shimes' entire conversation during about the break? our fantasy drafts? Yeah. So I I'm did, at the are, are, Ford Clubhouse sh- Fenway Studios. You're in Brighton, so we had to be on Zoom. And I heard you say I'm going to go pick up or be in a suit today. So I was like, Hey, LePan, let's produce the show. Let's come back with suit and tie <laughs> suit by and tie. Timberlake. That was right in the nose. That Jay Z album. Album sort of that one hit in like 2013. Was that Magna Carta Holy Grail? It was. That was because yes. that, that was that was that was right. That was right when Timberlake and JT because Timberlake had just done Mirrors had been out for maybe a year because remember he did the 2020 Experience parts one and two, and so then when he what was the what was the big singles off of those J because JT and Jay Z were releasing they, they had an album cycle at the same time but then they joined forces for for that song uh, for for Suit and Tie. Was that the song that has like the sample from Lithium by Nirvana in it? Oh well, right, I don't know. I don't remember. You that are, Tom you, Ford. Ooh, that uh, yep. Oceans with Frank Ocean. That song's a banger, by the way. Uh, what else did it have? That 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 was actually released on an app. Remember the Magna Carta app? Jay Z like released his app. He's like the only place to, to hear this with uh, Justin Timberlake is this oh, new app titled. called Magna Carta app. Oh, it was. I believe so, yeah. And then I went and bought the actual CD, and I said, nope, I won't be doing that. Remember those days when we used to buy CDs? I do. I loved it. Oh, I, have, I, I have, have a million still it. at my house. I literally have, like, my entire... I also I also drove a, a vehicle that didn't have an aux cord Same. as well. So that's why I bought CDs, and that's like... I don't know. I, uh, so they're kind of irrelevant now, and I have them on a shelf, so you can, like, see the side of them. I, they don't really get much run anymore. But I did cut out the album covers to all of them and made, like, a very big, uh, like... Uh, I don't know. I guess it would be called, like, like a checker. Collage. Check, yeah, collage sort of thing, but it's like checkerboarding because I lined them all up. That's hanging on my bedroom. It looks awesome. But Did yeah, you so we're dorm too. Uh, it was not my dorm. No, that would have been a good dorm thing. But um, oh yeah, no, it was they they, they Jay Z and uh, Timberlake uh, sampled the Nirvana lyric, and we all just entertainers and we're stupid and contagious on on Holy Grail. That there was yeah, I, I remember that from then. But what? So we're just spying on us during the break. So did, Tyler, did you hear? Uh, Shimes, did you hear Shimes debacle during the break? No, I did not. What's so the, we, we uh, what's the debacle? About, so Shime knows that he has the second overall pick in his first fantasy draft of the fantasy season. We were talking about, like, what the hell uh, do A dynasty do or a, a brand nope, new just league? Regular one? Regularly. Because Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor is the number one pick in fantasy this year. If I have the number one pick, I'm picking Jonathan Taylor. I think that's where most people are. After after that, it's like all those running backs who are stacked towards the top so of many fantasy questions. drafts. So it, many questions. It's like they're, none of them are playing 17 games. It's like Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler. So we were talking about it, and... I was. I said, if I have the second overall pick in a fantasy draft, I'm picking Najee Harris. And so that was one of my thoughts. The other thought was, screw running back. I'm just going to take the best receiver on the board, and I take Justin Jefferson at the second overall pick. 
that's probably so. I if, like that. If I were right, that's what I thought. I'm like, you know what? This is different. I like this. Running I, back so deep early. Yeah, it, it, it's really deep early. Like I would love Joe Mixon might be my favorite pick overall yeah. in the draft this year, uh, just because I think the Bengals are going to run the football more. But if you leave enough. the first round with Joe Mixon as your running back, no, no, aren't you disappointed? I, I, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I, but yeah, Joe but Mixon, that point, you, you probably get in the have, second round. Yeah. So like if you if you Makes were sense, able to okay. get like Justin Jefferson and then somehow finagled Joe Mixon in the second round or even Aaron Jones, like then you're like, all right, I'm cooking with it's gas. Crazy There's a that- chance Aaron Jones is the uh, like the uh, receptions leader for the, the Packers this year. Yeah, it's crazy how so many of the top running backs in the last few years are now second and third round picks this year. It's insane. And, and it's mostly because a lot of them are injured. I know Zeke's kind of just per- like I think people think Zeke is washed, but maybe if they use him a little differently this year, he, might get, he might get you like 12 touchdowns from like five yards out, you know? Yeah, there's uh, it, it, it will depend on the usage for some of them. Especially for that team, too. Just I, I mean, you lose Amari Cooper. I, I think they're going to be a little bit more balanced. Didn't they so lose think, half their offensive line, too? Yeah, and they replaced half their offensive yeah, line. Yeah, I mean, Zeke Wait, still you, had 1,000 yards last year. You it's guys like don't think he's beat. washed? No. He's, um, he's, I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he's as good I'm as somewhere he was, in between. But. I don't like. I don't think he. Like I'm. I think it's correct that he shouldn't be a first round pick in fantasy drafts. But Zeke, I also. Yes. I think he should probably be going at like the end of second rounds, and he's going like mid third in 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 twelve team leagues as well. I personally think like at that point of fantasy drafts, I'm probably not because at that point, like Cam Akers is like five picks away. So if I had a pick and Zeke and Akers are on the board, <laughs> I'd probably go Akers. So like my thought is, is last year he had a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. What's stopping him from getting 1,100 yards and 11 yeah. touchdowns? Like, I, I think Is backup being better, possibly? No, I, see, I, I like Tony Pollard. Don't get me wrong. I love Tony Pollard, but I don't necessarily believe that he's actually better than Ezekiel Elliott. It's, it's, it's a function of the line, maybe? I, I think know. it's just the perception of Zeke more than it is his actual play. And if he's your second running back, too. Like, if he's going into the third round, like, if you if you have a mid-first round pick, that's probably when you can get Zeke in the third. So, say you're able to go, like, so, I mean, like, as much as I'm like, oh, I'll pick Najee number two, I would really hope I have, like, the fifth or sixth pick, and that's yeah, where I, I get Najee. The but then, like, pick. you know, it comes around, and you get one of those, I don't know, like, you, maybe you get a Debo. Regardless, you're getting a running back with one of those first two. Even if you go with, like, a, a Cup or a Jefferson in the first round, it's going to come back the second round, and you still could get, like, a, a Nick Chubb or a Javante Williams potentially and then it comes back around in the third and then you go Zeke like I wouldn't take Zeke as my first running right. back being like like I said if I go wide receiver wide receiver and then it comes to the third round out of a running back I'll go Cam Akers before I go before I go Zeke but I, I'm the, somewhere in between Tyler who is the Patriots most valuable fantasy asset is it, it Damian it, Harris it's weird it has there's, to be just because a, of the touchdowns it, I think. It, it's very weird though because there's a big divide between Damian and Ramondre in mm. fantasy and I have a better answer the be, uh, Andre Stevenson season. No, Kobe Myers. No, uh, Nick Folk. True. The most valuable Patriots fantasy yeah. asset. Would He'll be, be top Nick five at his position. That's he, true. Absolutely, he doesn't miss. Uh, kicks. Hopefully, he's he there in the last round when I go to pick a kicker. Yep, there you go. Sleeping Stay on going. Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> okay, Nick. Well, are, so in the in the name of challenging assumptions, one thing that has been re- people keep saying. Uh, Let's play radio. Yes. At uh, at with uh with a uh, Patriots training camp is. Oh, oh, they're going to use Kendrick Bourne like Debo. They're doing the Niners offense. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, is there a that. quote from a coach or something that has indicated that they're just going to no. do the Niners offense? Or is it just because they drafted well, two I running backs Bourne, and they already have two good ones? They're like, oh, they're going to use them like Debo. Bourne has outright what? said he would like 
to like to have the ball in his hands yeah, more. Born said it. But exactly. And my my point. <laughs> I think it. that's the only thing that people are just inferring. <laughs> He's going to have have the ball in in more situations like Debo, which I think is ass. Well, Andrew Callahan did say that they're going to try and get guys in space more, all of the Shanahan style offense. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. But yeah, what do you guys Mac make about this whole? It's the Patriots offense. It's the same as it's been. It's just the Patriots offense, and it's yeah, more the Patriot simple. offense. The Patriot if offense. A, if it's a Patriot offense and it's more simple, then it's absolutely a hundred percent not By the, the way, San Francisco pe- offense. People are assigning things, calling it the Shanahan offense, but those things, the the uh, the data points or the the aspects or the whatever of the Shanahan offense that they're using are things that the Shanahan stole from Belichick. <laughs> like, oh well, they're using a lot of running backs. It's like, yeah. Belichick's been doing that since 1998. Like even the, like you go back to the 90s with the Shanahan's, it's like yeah they you know they turned fifth round picks into thousand, thousand yard, yard rushers, but it was one dude. Yeah, it was never it was never the committee thing of the Shanahan's didn't happen until Kyle went to San Francisco. Yeah, it was. It, I mean maybe because he decided to attach Washington. himself to all these guys yeah. who are really fast and really good but can't stay healthy. Like you you can make the case with Washington that maybe it was a little different. Like the you know the the, the Kirk Cousins Washington well, in all, teams, in well, like the Houston teams that the was Alfred the Washington, they turned Alfred Morris into yeah. a 16 Alfred hard, Morris. Yeah. 1600 <laughs> like yard Even rusher. before that, it was like Steve Slayton, Arian Foster. Like, yeah, they were late round draft picks, but there wasn't. It was not running back by committee on those teams. It was Steve Slayton is our starting running back. Arian Foster is our starting running hey, back. Don't disrespect Steve Slayton. Like, yeah, like the whole. <laughs> oh, I remember well, Steve Slayton won me a fantasy league in like two. He was great in NCAA whatever. football. Yeah. yeah, true. That's fair. But like also like all the yeah the, that whole aspect of the the Shanahan's has only been a thing for the last five years. It's been a Belichick thing for the last twenty years, and yeah. now all of a sudden it's like Belichick's going to copy the Shanahan's. It's like no, the Shanahan's copied Belichick. Belichick was doing Belichick did two tight ends and running back by committee before the like for fifteen years before the rest of the league started doing it. Yeah, the circle of the NFL life. Yeah, it's it's this weird thing, and I I just I I don't actually believe that the Patriots are going to be doing more zone running. Like it just doesn't. It's never been the way the Patriots are doing. Mac Jones tells me this, the offense is the same, then the offense is the same. Mac it's Jones not told gonna, you that? Yep, yeah, he said it in a press conference. <laughs> so He said uh, he called him up. He said, Sean, yeah, offense is the offense. Yeah, he's shockingly enough. Called he called the Harbor One hotline. He, he talks to me. He loves to talk to Sean just because he knows Sean's a realist. Um, and uh, he's not, he's not going to let Mac Jones get comfortable. And are you so saying Mac other people on your that. show are not realists? Hey, you know, I'm just, I, I, I am a realist. Especially That's the former player on your show. <laughs> Uh, if I asked you guys what you learned from Patriots camp this week, do you have one main takeaway? Like, it's a lot of small stuff to me, but do you have anything uh, that you learned from the first, the what, three Mac practices in Gillette? Yeah, he's standing upright more. He's got that, he simplified the throwing thing? motion. He's relaxed in the pocket. Is that a good thing? You're too leap coming. I, I feel like Carson I feel Reynolds like every offseason. MVP in his second year, so now every time a quarterback enters oh, their second year, everyone vomit. says they're going to win MVP. I feel like every offseason, there's two things we're guaranteed to hear. It's obviously the one that everyone talks about is he's in the best shape of his career. He's in the best shape Love of his those. life. Love that. And, well, Mac and, actually, at least Mac yes. like visibly actually truly is. is. Yes, yeah, he like, truly like that is. One, it's like I'm not. I don't got to rely on reports for that. I can just look at him and be like, oh, the the cookie chub is gone. All right. <laughs> and every NFL team, every offseason has simplified their offense so they could play faster. Everyone, right? Like, is there an offense that doesn't do that? That that seems like a buzzword they throw out. I'm in the best shape of my life. And we simplified the offense so we could and, play uh, faster. You know, you know, X running back who normally runs the ball is catching more passes. That, oh, that, his that, hands. That was the yeah. Improved Jordan, hands, John, that, yes. That was the Jordan Howard special for like four years in a <laughs> row in Chicago. But that, that's Ramondre Stevenson this year. is He's been talking so? about it. He wants to do it. And that's, I mean, that's part of what I was saying before with the whole like Damian versus Ramondre thing in fantasy as well. Because as much as you say Damian Harris is the most valuable fantasy aspect on the Patriot, uh, fantasy asset on the Patriots. 
there's a divide within the fantasy community right now. Like, do you pick Damian Harris at the end of the fifth or the beginning of the sixth? Or do you pick Ramondre Stevenson at the end of the ninth or beginning of the tenth or eighth, ninth, whichever one it is? And, like, I don't know the answer to that question because I'm I'm scared to pick either one. To <laughs> me, it all kind of comes down to is is there anything, anything at all in, like, Pierre Strong? Because if if there's anything in either – and what's the other one? Uh, what's the other – Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris, thank you. If there's – Absolutely anything out of either of your rookie running backs, Damian Harris becomes extremely expendable at the trade deadline, right. and you can acquire assets. And if this team is not having success early, uh, acquiring assets for Damian Harris and making Ramondre Stevenson your number one back is a very realistic like, what possibility. The, what did the Rams trade the Patriot for Sony Michelle? Was it a fourth? A fifth? Something a like sixth that. sixth, maybe? With a, it might be a conditional thing. Like, if, if you had a certain amount of snaps, it would go up to a team a that relies on a running game like that. Two draft picks. Uh, it was a sixth round and a fourth round. Oh, yeah. So, it was oh, the fourth rounder was a year out, though. Correct. So that's in the I feel like you could get, like, potentially a third for Damian. But also, like, so... Which is I mean, exactly what he was drafted with, right? right? So, in Belichick's mind, that's good value. I mean, I would say that Damian is... Um, lost my train of thought. Sean, jump in. Uh, so, like, I love Damian Harris, and I think I think as of right now, this is his backfield. But I I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that changes. Um, knowing Belichick, I, I also wouldn't be shocked if he just keeps him and lets him walk and gets a comp pick at the end of the year. Um, but if that's this probably team, the way it goes. If this team is struggling, like. Trading Damian Harris isn't out of the question. He's on the final no. year of his contract. He'd be a rental for a good playoff team that needs running back help or is dealing with running back injuries. Um, you could probably squeeze. And if that's the case, if you wait till the deadline, you might be able to squeeze a desperate team for a second. Like you might, or, or at least like a third and another pick. Yeah. Or you do the DeMarco Murray special and you just uh, Run give him, him 430 ground. carries on an expiring contract. And then his, Destroy his him and never pay over. him. I, yeah. think, I think ultimately, though, like 2023 is like Ramondre Stevens season. Like to me, that is that is when you want to put all your eggs in the Ramondre do, basket. Do, do you think that they're just going to redshirt those two running backs, though? Because it, it's There's like, a chance. you know, yeah, it's, a, oh, yeah. it, it's a Belichick thing to do, but he also didn't do that with Ramondre Stevenson. But so. he did it with like every other running back prior to Ramondre. I think yeah. Ramondre is different. Like, I just think it was just based on the, the it was just based on the team. Yes, exactly. I think it was between personnel and the fact that Ramondre is really, really good. Ramondo like, Stevenson. I think that's part of it. <laughs> but we can we can all accept the fact that it's more than likely James White will contribute nothing this season. It's unfortunate yeah, it's to say that he's probably cooked. It's probably time to um he'll probably realize like week one or week two he has nothing left in the tank or, or if that uncomfortable gate can't go away, I don't know how he can contribute on the field. So the if if, if he can't then uh, Pierre Strong or Kevin Harris probably makes the team. The perfect the perfect career path, I think, for James White at this point is to retire, kind of oh, try and slide into that new Ivan Fears role. And go and, to the box. And then get a red jacket for the Patriots Hall of Fame in like seven years. Go get a ring with Brady down south. Join up with this guy, Gio. They grew up together. Not a lot of people hear that. You don't really never gets brought up. Do you guys get tired like Andy Hart is? Yes. He wrote a column. Yes. I, we, all get, we all get tired. <laughs> we go to bed every night. Um, do you guys get tired? Andy Hart wrote a whole column about how he hates the conversation of the coaching staff roles. Like, and now we're talking about Matt Patricia. He has the walkie-talkie. Who has the walkie-talkie today in practice? Belichick's calling the yeah, plays. Andy's just sick and Patricia's tired. calling the plays. Joe Judge is calling the plays. Are you guys tired of that conversation, no. or do you find it interesting as Patriots fans who actually is calling the plays? It matters. Like, I mean... I think either one of those two boobs making the play calls would be stupid. No, 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 uh, Patricia and Judge. But Andy also a boob, so it's fine. Um, 
I, I think it's dumb. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's absurd. Uh, I think it's Belichick scraping at the bottle of the plan barrel. It was like plan C for him, and he ended up having to go with it. And here we are stuck in that, and it. I, I, am, I for one, don't believe that there will be much success in that, in that area. So I think it absolutely remains a topic of conversation. It's almost like Kraft gave him like a really small, small budget. And it's like you only have three million dollars to make this work, and then Kraft or Belichick's like, I don't need all that. I'll just teach them all to do more jobs. The more that you can do, the cheaper you are, the more resourceful you are. It's I mean, it doesn't. It's matter. a weird approach. It matters, but I, but I'm also sick of it. So like, I'm, I'm yeah. sort of saying yeah. yes to like both sides of it. It's like I'm kind of sick of hearing about yes, it. No. Like, I just want to get to week one and see how it goes with whomever calling the plays. Like, uh, I guess it's going to be Matt Patricia, but like. That is, and I was saying before about like trying to, you know, maybe challenge what you're sort of assuming about things. I'm just kind of assuming Matt, and everyone is just assuming because it's Matt Patricia, because of all the sound bites from Detroit, because of uh, maybe him not being as good of a defensive coordinator here as uh, maybe he thinks he was. You know, they let up a lot of yards in that Super Bowl. I don't know if uh, anyone's aware of that. That people are just assuming that that's going to ripple into him also not being a great play caller, which it might be true. Well, but... he's just also never done it either. Yeah. Like I think that is a major factor in this. He's never once called offensive plays, never. I and think it's I got the biggest hundred... plays in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL, where I think I did oh, a pretty good up. job. Yeah, good for you. Uh, whatever, Matt. You how many times do you have Brian a top Flores. ten defense? We all have oh, the once? sound bite of it. Brian Flores saying Malcolm Go. We've seen it. It's on video. Yep. <laughs> There's evidence like, against it. Like people are just like, oh, be Belichick. Belichick's in charge. Well. Shouldn't he also be in charge of the defense? The defense got blown off the field by Buffalo two no, straight no, no. games. You're Malcolm Butler. You said that Belichick's now purely an offensive coach. He, yeah, he switched it, sides. He transitioned. That's dumb. You should have you should have gotten a guy who knows what he's doing on the offensive side of the football, brought him in so that you could go and address your defense because you know what? Your defense got absolutely pantsed, straight up embarrassed, not once, yeah, but, they got, but twice they by Josh Devon Allen. Godshaw, though. Yeah, well, one of the best uh, defensive yes, linemen in the league. How'd that work out against Jordan? What a ridiculous Taylor statement that was. What was Absolute, that about? It's it's Belichick. Be like, this is what I uh, this is what I've been trying to tell people. You need to take every single thing, every single syllable that comes out of Belichick's mouth with a grain of salt. When he says Mac Jones is a dramatic Sean's improvement, the first one he's to ever say that we players. shouldn't believe Belichick. This no, I said everyone this for a long believes time. him. Everyone's been believing him for years. No, but should, I was I I stood alone. I stood alone all, and I said I'm no. down that hill. Everybody's all high and, oh, Mac Jones is going to have this huge leap because Belichick said he, has a, he had a dramatic offense. No, or offseason. No, Most likely it's, in Boston. It's just Belichick pumping up the tires of his players. Can you believe it? He just says it for his locker room. That's all he's doing. He's posturing. He's just play, He's using the media as a tool. He's done it for 22 years. Stop it. So you're not believing the athletics ranking of, uh, of Mac Jones at quarterback 18 in tier number three? No, I think that's the he's made dramatic. Spot. He's made dramatic improvement. He should be a, a, a top 10 tier two quarterback. No, no he should not. We'll get he to is, it next on the producer show with John Anderson, Chris Scheim, and Tyler Edward back after this. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, we're right back to it. The WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Yeah, I think Mac's done a great job. Uh, he's he's worked extremely hard. Uh, he's got a tremendous work ethic. Close and, your ears, everyone. Uh, in all areas. Don't listen um, to him. You know, I think there's a dramatic improvement. Liar. Um, his, you know, his physical uh, work and conditioning, um, working on his mechanics, working on his footwork, working on his understanding of our offense, of opponent defenses, of situations, um, all those things. Um, we've talked about all those things in varying degrees, some more emphasis than others, and the emphasis on maybe some other things will come later on. Can't do it all at once, but, yeah, he's worked hard. He's made tremendous strides, and, and um, you know, he did a great job last year, but he's starting from a much, much higher point this year than, than where he started last year, so... A great sense of humor. I'm driving straight to New Hampshire in place Beautiful of Beautiful blonde hair. For MVP. Go for it. That's a waste of money. Belichick told me to. What a soundbite that was. Wow. I mean, like, it, it seems very, like, easy to go to the, he never said that about Tom Brady in 20 years, but is that not true? Like, he, no, he did in 2002. Curtis actually read the quotes. It was very similar. Yep. It was actually very similar. Of course. Yeah. Right, right when he's, like, beginning his career, that's when you give him the praise. And then once he actually makes himself a Hall of Famer and becomes the greatest quarterback of all time, then he comes out well, as another guy. Like I said, you got to talk about Matt. Jones as MVP. Hello, good morning, OJ. Belichick knows he needs to pump up the confidence of his young players. So Belichick uses the media as a tool to pump up the confidence whoa, of his whoa, young whoa. players. Sam team. Kennedy, Sam Breaking Kennedy says news. that does not happen. Sam Kennedy says coaches oh. do not speak to the Sam team Kennedy or other players lying. in the media. That well, that's a lie. And so uh, Bill Belichick pumping up the the tires of his young players and his team uh, when he says Devon Godchow is one of the best linemen in the league. And so it's just it's what Belichick does. And then when you don't need it, he doesn't do it. It's that it's that simple. So the athletic had their um, their annual quarterback evaluators, their 50 evaluators give their quarterback rankings. I think of like their top 60 guys. And it's not just like Mike Sanda. We actually talked to uh, coaches, players, GMs, scouts, anyone who works in the NFL that evaluates talent. They have Mac Jones. At number 18 in uh, tier number three, also in tier number three, let's start number 15, Kirk Cousins, 16, Jimmy Garoppolo, number 17, the Tannesons, Ryan Tannehill, your guy. Uh, and the number 19 was Baker Mayfield with Mac Jones in between Tannehill and Baker Mayfield. Any issues with that ranking at all? Yeah, I uh, I would be bumping Tannehill out of here. I would be moving below Mac. Uh, yes, I would be moving Jalen Hurts up though. However, right around the same spot as Mac. Don't you have a trademark for the Tannesons? Yeah, yeah, but the Tannesons is over. That's long been dead. Like uh, he oh, he, had a, he had a good couple years. Short it was a period. great run. But he's he's done. The, the second is, his offensive line got bad, it's shocking that Tannehill uh, isn't good anymore. Yes, exactly. And, and so, Arthur Smith too, right? Yeah, Arthur Smith gone. You know the whole. Derrick Henry it, couldn't carry the ball four hundred times. It is. And what he it lost Janu. He lost Janu Smith. That was a big big loss. He also now does not have AJ Brown. So Ryan Tannehill, the Tannesons is dead. I'm calling Damn. it now. Uh, time of death. Uh, eight forty eight on uh, July thirtieth. Tannesons is over. It is what it is. So I would be moving Tannehill down, but I would also be moving Jalen Hurts up. I don't really care if you want to argue that 
I don't think Mac is better than Kirk Cousins, but if you want to argue he's as good as Jimmy Garoppolo, go for it. If you want to argue that he's better than Ryan Tanhill, I'm fine with that. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on that. He should be anywhere. Mac Jones could be anywhere from sixteen to nineteen on this list, in my opinion. John and Chime, I want to throw this quote at you from a rival AFC East team. I love how they always wear that. It's a rival AFC East team. Like, let's take it with a grain of salt. It's probably the Jets, you know, defensive coordinator. Uh, anyways, this this quote says, I think if Mac Jones wasn't in New England and with that hype machine, he would maybe be viewed a little differently. If Mac Jones was in Jacksonville last year, how would he have been viewed? How would people feel about him? Do you buy that quote that there's a hype machine with the New, New England Patriots? Well, yeah, no, he got drafted to the perfect spot. And that, Bingo. That's what we were all saying last yep. year, too, on the, on this very show. Built in. It's like, yeah, no, like that, like that's part of it. And if you want to use that against a guy like... I, I've I've said it before. A boy becomes a man when you realize when you actually give these takes and treat it like a team sport. So like you know Mac Jones. Uh, oh, he can't carry the he can't carry the team when the team around him isn't good. What quarterback can do that? Yeah, like if Trevor Lawrence had gotten drafted here and Mac Jones had gone to Jacksonville, it would have been the exact same thing, just in different yep, spots. Just, just the like Trevor Lawrence would have been great here and Mac Jones would have sucked in Jacksonville. You want to know why? Because Urban Meyer was a clown show. You, so no one was going to succeed. Like did, did people watch Tom Brady in 2019? He didn't have things around him, yes. and they lost in the wild card round. Shocking, right? Every he got pick, Muhammad whenever, <laughs> aside aside from Joe Burrow uh, carrying the worst offensive line in the history of the NFL to a Super Bowl, which is will never happen again in this league. Who can like? But he, you know, he also had Jamar Chase. So that and you know, T Higgins and, and like, Joe Mixon. Like, like he, he, yeah, he had a little bit to work with around. Yes. Like literally every time a team doesn't have a good offensive line, we saw it with Brady. Every single time the Patriots' offensive line was not good when he was here. And some you can say that whether it's injuries or just the players weren't good. That that's when they stall. They stall when the offensive line isn't good. Like that that's a thing that matters, and that should be taken into account. And I mean the fact that even like defensive coordinator X is apparently, like, giving takes the same way that, like, Stephen A. does based on this stuff. It's like, I don't know. What what does Hannibal say? What are we doing? It's one of those. Because it's, like, every, every single one of these. And even, like, you look at, like, the tier the tier one that they have. You know, it's obviously Brady, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow. Uh, Rodgers. Rodgers, Allen. They're like, oh, well, this player can, uh, they can, they can get past all of that stuff. Like, yeah, now, when, it's like, when well, they first got drafted, but, like, they weren't able to but do it's that. Like, but, but, it, but it's, like, still, but it's, like, still even, it's, like, what, like, Bar- I, okay, Barrow did that, but you know he had the weapons. Like every time Brady or Rogers or Mahomes, we saw it happen in a Super Bowl when they don't have the structure around them. It, all of them fail. All of them which is don't gonna, make which is it. why like, it's going to be what, really shocker. It's going to be really interesting to watch a guy like Mahomes this year who now. Uh, he doesn't have the, arguably one of the best receivers in football. He has an eight. His tight end is aging, and his best receiver is Juju Smith-Schuster. Like it's going to be really interesting to see. Okay, does the Chiefs' offense stumble a little bit? Does it struggle because he no longer has those massive pieces? It was weird though. This week, Andy Reid cited PFF actually and said uh, and about wow. their their statistic for Mac Jones when he has to go to a second read and he was the best quarterback in the league at it. So <laughs> what um, you guys it's it, the Mac thing's interesting though because there's so many questions about the Patriots offense going into the season like what guys are going to hit like is Cole Strange going to slide right in and be fine. But I of all those guys, uh, I guess maybe Kirk Cousins could be a tier 2 guy next year just because of the offense no. he's going to be in. Yes. But no, yes. but no. it has it has like I said Tyler, I just went on this whole spiel about structure. It has way more to do with structure than it does Kirk Cousins the quarterback. I do think besides him though, Mac Jones is the most likely person to actually move up into that uh next tier next year. 
Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence could maybe be higher ranked, but not necessarily break into the second tier of quarterbacks. But the rest of these guys, it's like we just kind of know what they are at this point. See, I disagree. I I think the guy most likely to move up would be Jalen Hurts. I think acquiring A.J. Brown, now you pair A.J. Brown with Devontae Smith. Uh, You have a semblance of the running game. It looks like Kenneth Gainwell was getting a ton of reps with the first team yesterday, uh, which means not only do they want to run, they want to pass to their running backs as well. Um, They want to build this offense around Jalen Hurts. Uh, and that, again, you're building the thing around a guy. You are giving him all of the opportunity and all of the weapons you can to make him successful. So if there is any semblance of talent and ability there, which I feel there is with Jalen Hurts, I think there's a chance, especially because I think the Eagles' uh, overall roster is going to be really good this year. I think they might win that division. So I, I think, for me, the most likely guy to move up would be Jalen Hurts. Final minute of the show here on the producer show with Shime, uh, John Anderson, Tyler Devitt. Who is the best quarterback in the game right now? Is is that even a question? The Aaron Rodgers, Mac, Mac Jones. <laughs> it's gonna so be it's Aaron Rodgers was one in the uh, in the Athletics fifty evaluators poll with Mahomes at number two, and he wasn't a unanimous pick for tier number one. I, what I, is going I, on? I think, yeah, I think Allen. Me. I think Allen will be number one in this next. I year. agree. And, I and, and again, it, it goes a lot more into you know Rodgers loses the pieces around him. Uh, He's Brady's O line. Yeah, Mahomes lost pieces around him. Brady's O line has taken hits already. I think the, the one structure that has remained in place is Allen. Dark horse, probably Joe Burrow, because same team plus actually have a good offensive line. I In theory, you made the moves. So let's see if they actually turn out well. My dark horse would be Justin Herbert. There's so much hype around the Chargers. If they fulfill on that hype and make a deep playoff run, you could see Herbert skyrocket up this list. Speaking of dark horses, quickly before we leave, did you guys hear Lewis Riddick said his dark horse MVP uh, pick for this year? MVP pick was Trey Lance. I mean, it's not crazy. You think Trey Lance can well, now, win the, it's like, it's it's like the There's Carson, no chance. It's like the it's Carson the, Wentz thing I said earlier. Now, because Lamar, a run first or a running quarterback, quote-unquote, who did it in their second year, now, like, every time that happens, people are going to be saying that they can win the MVP. No, the real, the real dark horse is Derek Carr, baby. Ride it. Damien Harris or Rondo Stevenson, Ramondo Stevenson, possibly for MVP. Uh, that has been the WEI Producer Show. John Anderson, Chris Scheim, the Producer Show, produced as always by Nick LePan. I'm Tyler Devitt here from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studios. That is it for the show. If you're just now catching us, hit us on the Odyssey app or on demand on WEI.com. The Ken and Curtis Show is next on WEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.